Hello, Leanna. Hello, Ed. Here we are once again, the two of us. Leanna. Yes. I want you just to think about this. We'll talk about it later. How would you feel if you woke up in a coffin at your own wake? Think about that. Don't answer now. Okay. Because this happened to somebody, and we're going to talk about that later. Um, but first, I have to get this off my chest. Okay? This is something Canadian performers, you included, Canadian performers, I have all faced. And I don't know if this happens to American performers. But I'm contacted. You know, I should probably just read the, uh, the Facebook uh, invite. <laughs> yeah. All right, so... I Wait, get this. Uh, the fact the fact this came over Facebook. Uh, well, yeah, that that's where all important business that, is. That's from. yeah, that's the first problem. All right. Here it is. Hey, would you be interested in being in a commercial shoot for a laser tag place in Mississauga? It's June 22nd from 5 to 9 p.m. Free food and drinks on site, being filmed by the award-winning so-and-so productions. So I respond. I would need to know more about my role and the fee. And the response comes, it's more so a for fun shoot for a family owned business. Sadly, there's no compensation money wise. Hold They're on, just... it, it went from an award winning producer to fun for a family business? Yep, they're just offering catered food and drinks during the shoot. I, 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 what? You were, you were actually asking me who okay, has been- that that's actually not a bad offer by Canadian standards. Most places don't even offer food. I'm, I've been in the media, uh, media eye nationally since 1994 in yeah. Canada. Okay. Yeah, yeah um, I don't care. I, I fronted um, uh, the late night show that, that you and I did uh, for 14 years and then and much music for like 12 years. Um, I'm a known national figure. And you want me to come do a commercial for your business? Like this isn't a, a wedding video. This isn't some uh, you know uh, children's wish thing. Maybe this is, you want me to help promote your business to bring in business. And what are you offering me? Catered food and drinks. That's great. So I can pull up to the gas bar, fill up my car, and uh, give the guy a wink and a, a half-eaten uh, stale sandwich. Say, Maybe hey, look, they... food and drink. Maybe they did it to try to piss you off so that you'd talk about it because we are in the age of earned media. Well, I'm not giving the guy's name, nor am I giving the name of his laser tag place. First of right. all, who knew laser tag was still around? Yeah, it. Yeah. You it's know, making it... something of a comeback. Yeah, I don't. But really, how do you have the chutzpah to approach somebody who you've determined you're approaching them because you've determined they would bring value to uh, an event or to something which you are using to build your own business or to bring in revenue and offer them nothing but food and drinks and fun. Again, you got offered food and drinks. In Canada, you usually get exposure. Yeah, and you know what, you know what the, the, the line about that is? Yeah, you know what you get from exposure? You freeze to death. That's right. In Canada, you can die from exposure. Yeah. Yeah. It, um, it, this, this, apparently, Ireland's just as bad, huh? Oh, so there's another place in the world where they assume that just uh, you, you have nothing to do but drop by and spend your time to enrich them yeah, yeah. For, 
for some sandwiches and uh and, no, and pop. like like getting apparently gas station food is the standard there it's it's so hard to get because i mean it's a similar thing right the the republic of ireland is to the uk what canada is to the u.s that, All right. that seems to be the common denominator with this stuff is that you know you're in a smaller market and people just think because of that they can exploit people like you have to have you have to either be really dense or have just huge testicles to approach someone with a national profile to promote your business for food and drink. I mean I mean I suspect if the business found out what they did they wouldn't be pleased well, no, it's his business. Well, you didn't you didn't add that part. Oh, sorry, it's his business. He had text or he had Facebooked me something a couple of years ago, um, not about this, but about tell me about the business. See, it's his is, business. This is the problem with businesses in Canada. Nobody has any money except for the big chains. You know, everybody complains about Loblaws lately, right? Yep. But, Loblaws is one of the few places you can go to for they're they're big on children's health and nutrition initiatives. So you can go to them. You can go to Canadian Tire and get money for things. That's about it. Oh, you mean uh, you mean places that sponsor community yeah. events? Yeah, fair like relatively small scale because it's the smaller stuff that you know needs the funding but also it's the most efficient it goes right into the community there are certain media companies that that shall not be named um who make a big deal about supporting mental health but the rules for their grant programs are so specific that nobody can actually access the funding the the, the massive majority of things Private practices don't qualify. Oh, Community hang on, initiatives. Hang on. But... I need I need to cough. <laughs> Bell. <laughs> yeah. yeah uh, but, you know, they it's 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 one of these things. And, and this is what when people talk about. Get woke, go broke. Companies have been being fake. Companies have pretended to care as long as there have been companies. It used to be you could go to a local business. I mean, remember, we we. We sponsored a was it a soccer team? No, a hockey, the hockey team? team. A hockey team. Back in the day, it was it was a family member of yours. Yeah, it was a and it was a it was a what were they uh, kids at that point? Kids hockey yeah. team. Yeah, it was a kids hockey team. It wasn't that much money. We didn't get anything for it, but it was given back to so kids could play. It was girls hockey, I think. I think it was girls hockey. Yeah. I, listen, I remember back in the day when I was a little suck. Uh, playing on a baseball team sponsored by Klein Brothers Hobby Shop. Yeah. And, you know, all, this, all, all the uh, teams were sponsored by somebody. So you'd say, who are you playing next week? Oh, we're playing Joe's Sports. Like, yeah. you know, it was, and it used to be a concept, Leanna, called being a good corporate citizen. People used to do this. Now everything's got to go to head office. And you know what it means when something goes to head office? Oh, yeah. Goodbye. They're going to run out the clock. Forget the other it. Thing, it. Don't it, waste it, your it, time. It means the same thing as, okay, um, I, I really like this idea. Uh, I'm going to take it to the committee. Dum, dum, dum. Yeah. Forget it. 
They'll have a meeting to have another meeting to have another meeting to have another meeting to never make a decision. No, they just spin. I remember a few years ago when uh, myself and another guy uh, who, you know, uh, created this uh, show, this TV show, live action TV show uh, yeah. aimed at like tweens. I know right. it's weird for me, but anyway, we did. Um, and we took it to a network that yeah. programs for tweens and yeah. did a whole pitch. And uh, they said the pitch was great. And I hear a few weeks later, um, really sorry. Yours was cho yours was the second most popular. Oh, was... that's so Canadian. That's nonsense. Okay, but wait, it gets better. Mm -hmm. there, there was another one that uh, got slightly more support. And I said, oh, okay. Can you uh, tell me about that? what that was so I can incorporate it and I can watch it when it comes out? He says, oh, no, it didn't get approved either. Yeah. <laughs> they just decided what ideas they liked best, but they gave money to none of them. Not even yeah. The, yeah. the one that they thought was because... the, the, their favorite. They didn't give any money to that. Why are you wasting people's time? Because Canadian media executives just, they're supposed to not fail. They don't have to actively succeed. It's best to do nothing. Because if you don't fail, you keep your job. It doesn't matter that nothing got done. Nobody can point to a failure. Right. And though, though this guy at laser tag has a failure in convincing me to come be like, you know what? If well, that was just insulting. It, it's so yeah. insulting. And, you know, that, I said, I that said, was just, I said to him, yeah, no, I don't, I, I don't do commercial. Uh, I don't do commercial productions for free. He goes, Hey man, no worries. Come here. I'm going to give you a few worries. You, you know, punk. I, uh, it, and if you want me to do you a favor, approach me in that. Right. Way. Exactly. Like, say, look, I'm sorry. I don't have any money to pay you. I really would appreciate it if you could do this. It's helping at my least, family business. Approach at least me. Offer some gift certificates to give away as a contest or something. Something. Like but at least acknowledge you're asking me to do something for you. Do not come yeah. to me like you're offering me a job offer and you offer me some sandwiches and cans of Sprite. That's the thing, though. They take these business courses and they're they're taught or they OK, more accurately, they watch an Andrew Tate YouTube video <laughs> and, uh, you know, the oh, make it make everything seem like a huge opportunity, you know, just just hype it right up. And they don't realize that. That's what idiots say to other idiots to get idiots to do things. That's not what you say to professionals who have who have seen some ish. You know what? Another this reminds me of another thing, Leanne. A few a couple of years ago, I don't even think I told you about this because it was so it was over so quick. I get contacted by these people who say they want Ed to be their uh, the, the face of their company. They're trying. They want to start an online sports. Uh, betting or something oh, like that. Oh, jeez. Uh, yeah, the, the thing wanted... everybody's doing now. It, well, yeah, sports said, betting is the new cannabis. Well, they said, yeah, exactly. They said, we want to uh, compete with uh, Barstool Sports. Right. Which is a big thing, yeah. apparently. Um, yeah, it is. And I said, okay, that sounds good. What would you be paying and for what work? And they said, oh, um, once the company starts making money, then uh -huh. you'll start to get paid. Like, uh -huh. Hang on a second. Uh, bring back the turnip truck I just fell off of. Like, yeah. Like, how do you approach me 
How do you approach anybody? Never mind that I've got a national profile. How do you ask anyone to give their time? And in my case, the, the recognition that I've worked hard and you helped, but uh, we both worked hard for me to get, okay? How, it's like when you go to a doctor, it's like you pay them for, you're there for like 10 minutes. You're not paying them for 10 minutes. You're paying them for all the money and time they took to get to the ability to diagnose your problem. And right. how, how though, do you go to anybody and say, uh, do the, and make it seem like you're doing them a favor? Like how stupid do you think I really am? See, there, there are some people, and I, I sort of give people um, credit for being able to handle rejection. But yeah. at the same time, they put so little effort into it that I think they're expecting it. I don't know. I, I just think I I just. I don't know. There are a lot of great things about Canada. Respect for talent here, artistic talent or entertainment talent is not one of them. There's a reason anybody who gets anywhere goes to the U.S. Canadian media companies only make shows because they're forced to by Canadian content regulations. Oh, yeah. If those companies could drop everything and just buy american shows they would do it in a second well, it would make they your head spin blink yeah like i always say uh in america uh television is an industry or television is a business yeah in yeah. canada it's the cost of doing business they only yeah. make the tv shows here because without that they don't get the permission from the uh, right. broadcast regulator to carry the american yeah. shows which they sell commercials yeah. on at a higher rate so yeah. it's kind of like hey mom can i go to the movies yeah but yeah. you have to take your little brother like it's yeah 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 it's exactly that it's 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 a requirement and so they're not it doesn't have to be good it just has to be there you want to talk about bell if people actually care about that or if this we'll find out liana you're wondering if the average person cares about the fact that bell uh, let 1,300 people go and is selling or closing down nine radio stations. And I will tell you this, people do understand people being put out of work. Okay, so, people understand people being put out of work. Do they care? I think they care as much as when they hear other people that they know are out of work. Um, so yeah, I mean, you, they can relate to it. They, you know, it, it is something they can connect to. And especially from a giant corporation that has come to seem more and more heartless. Um, yeah, I mean, Bell's biggest contribution, I guess, to mental health is they <laughs> fire people who then seek out uh, psychotherapy to deal with uh, having been treated so badly by stress. a company. It, I, it's really odd to me that they continue to, to try to sell that. It's Well, you know what? At this point, they only even half try to sell it because they don't give a rat's behind whether you buy it or not. They they didn't even do the uh, you know let's get it trending this year. I forget I forget what they they did instead. Oh, you mean uh, you mean Bell? Let's talk. They didn't put yeah, that push into it. Yeah. They, well, they it was something else. They revised it. I think because so much of it is so negative. Every year they finally figured out they're not walking the walk. And you know what? I would. Uh, it, it's it's sad to me that they don't fund 
mental health initiatives properly because there's a lot. I mean, I'm somebody who came up with a, a outside the box idea for mental health supports. Right. Obviously, I'm a big proponent of rethinking it. Uh, but, you know, it's that's not it's the opposite of the Mandalorian. That's not the way. They... Well, we should also point out you came up with this alternative and it has proven to be not just successful, but very successful at, at outcomes for your clients. Yeah, but, you know, something like Let's Talk, it doesn't matter. No. All they care about is the structure of it, not proven success. Yeah, there are 1,300 people. As someone pointed out to me, when you hear 1,300 people, think 1,300 families. That's 1,300 yeah. families that are being affected by this. And well, that's where the are they going to go? That's the equivalent of an entire plant, not even a shift. Right. That can be an entire plant in some places. And and these are not, well, they, they got rid of some executives. But in, in quite a few of the cases, these are not, uh, you know, these are these are regular workaday people who just happen to work in media. And where are they going to go? No, every media well, company is cutting. Bell usually is the cutting edge, so to speak, um, that that does does the cutting. And then the others use that as cover to do their own cutting. Um, yeah, there's no let's... place to go. See, for years, the media companies went to the CRTC to get approval for buying other media companies. Yep. They said they needed it so that they could be financially healthy and competitive. Yep. Yep. And every time they get an approval, they fire people yep. and yet do not con and they they produce less content than they were producing when they were two separate companies. Yeah, and they... then you add another company, the same thing happens. And so this whole idea that it, that they had to do this to become, you know, had to become huge so that they could compete How's that working? Because it ain't working. And all I see is people out of work, thrown out of an industry that they've been working in for years, and, and a product just shrinking. I mean, sometimes it's better to get thrown out of media. Um, but, yeah, I know there's been a lot of concern online to Bill C-11. And I we found... Should, we should talk about what that is. Okay. Uh, do you want to do that in another segment or you had the hold that thought tone? No, let's do it now. Okay. So let me, let me make sure I'm getting this right. So bill C 11 is an amendment to the broadcasting act. And depending on who you ask, it's either an essential thing or something very terrible. Uh, it gives, um, it gives new powers to, I believe it's the CRTC. Um, it's it's a very, very complex bill. So proponents of it insist that, you know, it's making the streaming services, Netflix, Disney Plus, Amazon Prime, that kind of stuff, pay their fair share instead of just sucking money out of Canada and not contributing it all to the Canadian media landscape, they're going to have to put money in local, locally produced Canadian productions. But because of some wording in it 
people are afraid that it's going to mean the government can now censor individual YouTubers. That's C11 and or C18. Streamers. That maybe that I don't know. I think that's C18. I think C11 is what well, you said. Well, it's the on, it's the online streaming act. All right, it was it's what C11 I know. that they keep talking to me about. Okay, so I'm wrong. You're right. C11 what it does is two things. As you said, it's it it's establishing like it like exists for broadcasters in this country there are minimum percentages of your income that you have to spend on locally sourced production creating right. canadian content um and the other part is that it for it forces the uh, the big companies like facebook or whoever mm -hmm. um and google uh to pay Canadian and, news outlets yeah. are carrying news from their outlets. And, and Facebook and Google have just said, no, nah, we'll just block Canadian news if you do that. And I was speaking to a radio news director yep. um, who said this is a disaster for them because they yep. get most of their traffic through people finding yeah. it on Google yeah. and Facebook. Yeah. And that's where they get the majority of their traffic. Yeah. People won't be able to. So this is not helping the no, local news I'm industry. Not, not... It's killing it. But it's it's the broadcasters who wanted that. It's so short sighted. Oh, it, it's it, they're not going to. This is a killer. This is a, it's a dumb piece. That part is a dumb piece of legislation. I but understand because, because the minimum production investment I get. But because it's tied up in the Senate. That's what Bell blamed the layoffs on. Oh, yeah. I mean, they probably spin a wheel that uh, yeah, has it, various excuses and see where it stops yeah if it had if if it had passed they would have laid them off anyway i mean in a sense they don't need two parallel news networks they own uh national one cbc national one you mean ctv and, sorry ctv yes yeah, yeah. ctv national one and then um cp24 that's yeah, duplication. No, one, it's not because one is completely national and one is very local. But CP24 is supposed is, is nationally carried too. You can um, umbrella CP24 into national news. Yeah, I see. I don't like this amalgamation of locally news, locally focused news into. I mean, okay. I know that, uh, if, that if they got off their butts and actually covered local stuff i'd be with you but i always find out something happened after it happened they don't do anything to help promote local events beforehand um no they don't i mean when i used to work in community television there was no shortage of bake sales that we told people about um but it served a purpose yeah they they want everybody to pay everybody pay they don't see the benefit of having thriving community events. And I don't know if anybody in charge of any of the big uh, media companies uh, have ever actually produced a television show or worked on a television production to know anything about uh, the, the rigors that go into it, the complexities, the, well, the talents, I, they, they, to them, everything is a bean. They're bean counting. Yeah. Everything is a bean. And they're yeah. all, the, all beans are the same. Well, they're, they're deliberately separate from it because their job is to just, you know, cut line items. 
and they get bonuses when the company performs better because they've because they're they're paying out less. But an example I've used before is let's just say you're an egg yeah. farmer. Yeah, no, no, no. You said that performs better. They don't get bonuses when it performs better. Short-term profits. Yeah, short-term profits. Right. Yeah. Okay. Um, yeah, that's not or the it, same. Or it loses less money. Yeah. And, um, and that that's part of the problem is these big media companies because they spend so much money on big American shows and they buy shows just to keep it away from their competitors. Uh, they used to, they don't do that anymore. They, they used to they it. used to for years. Yeah, that's for why years they, they would it. buy shows from the states and put them on the shelf just so their competitors didn't have them. They never aired the shows. Yeah, and that that's a great way to lose money. But yeah, they did that for years and they ran out of money. And so now they're just, everything's format. Everything's, you know, reality show format X Canada. Oh, yeah, that's been the case for a while. Well, it's partially who's who's still watching TV, you know? Yeah, that, I mean... That's true. Can I do my egg farmer metaphor? Your egg farmer metaphor? Okay. Yes. So if you're an egg farmer and you got yeah. 30 chickens. Right. And you decide and you decide the cost of feed is expensive. So you sell or whatever, get rid of 15 chickens. Right. The cost that you're spending on feed goes down, but you have fewer eggs to sell. Right. How have you improved your business? Well, one of the criticisms or one of the comments by consultants is that, uh, you know, Bell said they're not seeing the results from streaming that they'd like. And people were saying, because you don't produce any content to put out. Yeah, there's nothing original. So, yeah, that that's I mean, the CBC produces streaming content, but the CBC is an example of something where they they could put it on CBC, run it once and then put it on streaming. So people get to watch it on CBC. Somebody sees it. Word of mouth spreads. Then people watch it on streaming. You need that word of mouth to get it to work. It, they, they seem to know absolutely nothing about digital content. It oh, is, no, nothing. So they, they, still... know, they, 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 they have absolutely no idea. Remember that thing, the, the smoldering corpse, formerly known as Much Music, did? With those personalities who already had YouTube channels. Oh, much, much digital studios. Yes. Yeah. Remember that? And I mean, there were some, there were some people there. There were some people with hustle that were involved with that. I don't think they saw any benefits from being Yeah, for those who don't know, much digital studios was they went out and they found people who already had uh, a following or a couple of popular videos. Yeah. And they just popped them in under the Much Digital Studios roof and said, we will help you get advertising. And it was the most, it was so clearly, uh, hey, you kids, turn down the hi-fi thinking. Oh, because yeah. you had, uh, you ha okay, so you've got your um, your makeup person who's slightly yeah. uh, Rubenesque. You've got your outwardly gay uh, guy. Um, because, got of course... Of course, you've got your black guys who are in a band because, of course, um, they were nice guys. I met them at a Nintendo event. They were nice. Yeah, they were guys. very nice guys. Yeah. Um, but you had all of these um, categories that existed that, that you were mean just stereotypes. Stare and the thing is, if dusty you tropes. Yeah. Dusty, if you looked at the initially, they said you had to have ten thousand subscribers. Yeah. 
to be on their platform. And if you watch the platform over time, they were taking people with like, I think 1500 followers and Which... the people who had huge followings that they took, their initial fault, their initial uh, videos got good numbers. And then it just dropped off a cliff as well, often happens. Did you watch any of them? I tried. They stripped any individual personality out of them. That's corporate media. Yeah, it, it was just anything that they had. Because, I mean, authenticity is big in that, in that, you in know, that, in that place. Yeah. And if you can fake that, you got it made. Yeah, exactly. But they just stripped anything unique or interesting out of it to the point that I wouldn't be surprised if, you know, they saw a drop long term because people were like, eh. You know, this is well, so by the numbers. Yeah, it's, uh, yeah. So, Leanna, of course, Trump was indicted on like 37 charges of not mishandling documents or not handling uh, government documents. So that's why uh, Pence and Biden weren't charged uh, well, because no. they were at, they found stuff on their own and returned it right away. Trump was charged because he took stuff knowingly. He claimed he didn't have it. He lied about having it. Then he lied to his lawyer and they gave back some of it, but he kept the rest of it and had people hide it all over Mar-a-Lago, including in a toilet. Um, so the FBI had to come in and get it because he refused yeah. to turn it over. That's what he's charged for. He's charged for the cover-up, not so for simply having taken weird. the documents in the first place. So weird. But his claim... Now, I heard, you know, Jim Jordan, that butt licker of his? Um, yeah. I heard him... Uh, there was an audio uh, bit of evidence where Trump is talking to some bo uh, book publishers, I think, and he's showing them a sensitive uh, American yes. military map. Map, yeah. Um, which mapped out you know, contingencies for American military, whatever. And he said words to the effect of, you see this? I shouldn't be showing it to you. It's classified. If I was president, I could declassify it. But yeah. now I can't. Yeah. And to most people, that is him acknowledging that this is not a declassified document. Mm -hmm. Jim Jordan went on the, morning, the Sunday shows and said, Trump didn't say he hadn't already declassified it. He said that if he were president, or that he couldn't declassify it now, but he didn't say he hadn't declassified it in the first, you know, before when he was president. It's like, re wow, those are some good gymnastics, Jim Jordan. Well, you 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 know about him and and that. <laughs> yeah, there's a reason he his name is spelled online as G Y M because yeah. he covered up uh, sexual abuse charges when Allegedly. he was running a school. Allegedly. Allegedly. Um, and so Trump's newest thing. You know, he was claiming that the boxes belong, that they were his personal papers. Yeah. Uh, as if classified active military documents are ever his personal papers. Yeah. And then he claimed that he didn't give the boxes back because they had shirts and shoes and stuff. And remember, we're talking about uh, in excess of 64 boxes of documents that apparently all had shirts and shoes. And who mixes shirts and shoes with government documents? Like, as you said, this is a very strange defense. Yeah, it, especially since if you read the indictment, it, they keep referring to the boxes as his papers, not his shoes. 
Yeah, not his wardrobe. Yeah, the papers, the, his papers, his papers. So he's he's changing his story as he goes along. I Like I said before, this case could fall apart. So, it could. I don't, you know, I've heard a lot of very knowledgeable people talk about how it could fall apart, but saying it is unlikely. Now, the wild card is that Trump-appointed judge who has already shown bad judgment and been reversed on a previous well, thing involving this kind of thing. So she could she could throw out the uh, the lawyer's testimony and that, yeah. would that would reduce the case, but not eliminate it. To me, the big worry is that they got a lot of this information because of an exception, the crime fraud exception. With the lawyer. lawyer. And and I mean, okay, there's reason. Yeah. You know, they they didn't just make that up. They they had to prove that it qualified for the crime fraud exception. And that's all you have to jump through a lot of hoops. Yeah, that is, but it was that is that is a sacred trust in the American legal system. You really have to prove cause to get that approved. That was done in Washington, though. Right. So that that's the biggest issue. I mean, my my greater concern right now is the number of people that are just defaulting to this is political retaliation by Biden. Yeah, I mean, and there's first of all, they don't. Okay, these are people who think that the president has or should be directing the Department of Justice in what they do. The president does not, in fact, control the Department it's of Justice. The interesting thing is the way that the right has immediately pivoted. They can't defend the allegations in the, the indictment. They can't defend that. There is no basis for them to say, well, this is okay. They can't. And so they don't. They don't even right. address it. They just say that it was political. It's political persecution. You know, Biden and uh, and Pence had documents. I don't see them being indicted. It's like no, because they gave the documents back when they found them. They didn't <laughs> engage in a conspiracy well, to lie and hide them from the government. There they, is a difference. They actively searched when the Trump thing happened. They proactively searched their own stuff found some and notified the National Archives. Yeah, I mean, as opposed to Trump, who the National Archives notified him, we got some things missing. He's like, I don't know where they are. Quick, everybody hide them. Um, but it's a, it's an effective yeah, distraction. I mean, it, it's so, it is so dead to rights on so many cases that you have a hard time, uh, you know, imagining how it could possibly wiggle out of this. But you know, it's like if somebody murdered somebody and they were a politician and that person got charged with murder, you don't say it's politically he's being politically persecuted. You say this person did allegedly did some wrong things and needs to be accountable for it. And no, they don't do that. But, they, just, okay. they, they try to make it invalid. They don't say he didn't do it. They don't address whether he did it or not, because I think most people believe he did it. They don't address whether he did it and brought this on himself. No, they make it like making him accountable for it is unjust. I just think it's so the Republicans telling on themselves because, I mean, they went after Hillary Clinton until they found something. People forget that the emails came out of uh, a probe that came out of a probe. That all started with Benghazi. Yeah. 
and they didn't find anything on Benghazi. They didn't find anything on the probe that came after Benghazi. They finally found something with this email server. But which, then there's... Which that, when which, she had the server, when she set it up, it was not illegal. It was legal it wasn't, to yeah, do when she it, set it up. It wasn't illegal. It was poor information handling practices. Every Everyone in that position, everyone cabinet or higher, there is some what's called information slippage. Um, but they don't, you know, it's not deliberate. It's just rushed. But then there's the whole Hunter Biden thing, which Hunter Biden is not running for office. And they are, they are currently, you know, stomping their feet and screaming real loud over a submission to an anonymous tip line that the FBI investigated and found there was nothing to it. I think they're screaming, you know, political, you know, politicized prosecution because they do it. Oh, well, they they assume everybody is as sleazy as them. It's like the uh, the recent thing that a person, there was a whistleblower who recorded conversations with Biden where they discussed a $10 million bribe to Biden when he was vice president. And today I read how they're admitting, well, we haven't heard from this person in three months. And well, uh, Giuliani's me- claiming they're dead. Oh, oh, okay. <laughs> yeah. That they're dead. And the uh, Chuck Grassley, who's an Ashley, uh, a Republican, said, well, it's entirely possible these recordings do not exist. Yeah, um, uh, uh, there's one. There's the one. So that their, their people can, I'm sorry to interrupt, they threw it in the air. So their people know that to come back at people who are talking about the indictment, they just throw crap to distract. It's just chaff in the air. What were you going to say? There's some theories that the the whistleblower, the informant, is Giuliani. Oh, really? Because apparently they found names on one of the other probes. But they were to uh, Helen, and I forget the other name, but apparently those were aliases for Giuliani. Okay. And um, that's, I, I have no idea. I have low confidence in this information to use intelligence parlance, but that's one of the the theories that, well, yeah. It's like, yeah, they're like, okay, so they've they've got witnesses and photographic evidence and yeah. text evidence and audio recording evidence on Trump. But somebody, uh, some anonymous person accused Biden of something. So that should be held equally, right? It's like, n- n- no, I, not, I a, get, not at all. I completely get why Americans are sick of their whole system. But the truth is that, you know, both sides do it. One side does it a lot more shamelessly than the other. And on that, Knock, knock, knocking on heaven's door. <laughs> it's not quite the same thing, but a, a, I think she was 68 or 78 year old woman in Ecuador um, who was pronounced dead after what they said was possibly a heart attack and stroke, um, woke up in her coffin uh-huh. during her wake and they, they heard knocking coming from inside the uh-huh. coffin. It's coming from inside the coffin. Um and they discovered the woman was actually alive, not dead. She was yep. like hours away from being buried. Yep. You know, if she had if she had hit the snooze alarm, she yes. would have been dead. Yeah. Now this story comes from Ecuador. Yeah. And I have a friend who's from Ecuador, 
And this does not surprise him. <laughs> no, not at all. Yeah. According to him, Ecuador's two greatest, you know, uh, uh, productions in country are uh, corruption and incompetence. <laughs> well, I mean, they're good things to focus on uh, because people yeah. come by it naturally. Now, uh, people are going to go, that's racist. Ecuadorians are not a race. People find people. No, find people from Ecuador, but anybody from Ecuador is probably laughing right now because they know I'm telling the truth. Well, you heard this from somebody from Ecuador. From Ecuador, you're just reporting what was told to you by someone from Ecuador. Not just one person from Ecuador. Every person I know from Ecuador has said. I mean, Ecuador is a singular place. Just the naming conventions. They'll give people any famous name. Yeah, including Adolf Hitler. Yeah, and Mussolini and stuff like that. Ecuador is a trip. But you know, you notice it's always like white people who get offended on other people's behalf. Always. On things like that. Always. It's never actually the people. The people laugh. Yeah, the, it's always white people trying to show how virtuous they are by pointing out uh, other white people who have said something that these first white people determine is offensive to another identifiable group, and they never checked with the identifiable group if this was, in fact, objectionable or not. Did she, did she see the John Hopkins story from this week? Johns Hopkins story? No. At Johns Hopkins that they put out some guidance on something, but they referred to, you know, women and non-binary people as non-men. Those that's actually from Marvel comics. They have the un no, it was Swamp Thing, the original Swamp, yeah. Swamp Thing comics. The the villain had a, a, a group of reanimated dead men called the Unmen. Yeah, but I mean that's that's saying the quiet part out loud accidentally in some ways, because the only reason any of this stuff matters is because you know I mean going back to the Greeks, that's what they thought women were. Deformed men. I don't even have words for that. Yeah. Just, you know, when I'm confronted by ignorance that is so uh, far reaching and omnipresent, I, I am left stymied for well, words. Well, um, that's, the, that's the nice thing about actually reading sort of ancient philosophy, because you realize how absolutely brilliant people could just be way off the mark on certain things. And by the way, I've determined after hearing this, like you hear stories about uh, coffins that were opened, that were buried in like the 1700s or something, and there were scratches on the yeah. inside. Like you, I don't know how many of those stories are true, but here's what I've determined. In my coffin, I am going to have a cell phone and a landline. Um, <laughs> connected to what? What's that? Connected to what? Connected to the telephone system. And uh, because I don't know how long they'll take, I need a bathroom and a mini in a, fridge in, in case coffin. I get hungry. In a coffin. In a, it's going to be a big coffin. That's a pharaoh's tomb. Fine, sold. <laughs> okay. Um, and that's and that's our show, um, for this week. Liana can be heard on. She can be heard also on my uh, all night radio show on ninety four nine The Rock in uh, GTA and at therock.fm. Uh, on the internet, and I get people listening all over the world, uh, midnight till 5 a.m. They're saying it's Wednesday to Sunday, but I entered the studio on Tuesday, so I consider it Tuesday to Saturday. 
Um, yeah, that, that's that's misleading because people are going to listen Wednesday night instead of Tuesday this night. Is, this is my theory. I kept, I keep saying started at 1159. That mm -hmm. way we can say it's Tuesday. Um, yeah. But you can listen to that show. It's a lot of fun. Um, but Leanna can be heard on It's Not Therapy, a fantastic uh, podcast. And I'm not just blowing smoke up her ass. Um, it is. I've learned so much from these podcasts. Uh, they're humbling, but they're funny and they're human. You and never really tell me what it is, but okay, I'm glad you enjoy it. Thank you. It's a great podcast. Leanna uh, talk, uh, resp responds to questions that she's received uh, or issues she's encountered and talks to professionals on various topics which people gotta, can relate to. We got a workshop coming up at the end of the month on healthy conflict, too. Healthy conflict. Yeah. That's something people need now because everyone's so conflict averse, it leads to disasters. Not just conflict averse, con they they rush conflict too. So con for people who want to uh, sign up for this online uh, course, what would you call it? Not a course, a- It's a workshop. It's, a workshop, it's, right. You know, a couple hours on, uh, it's Sunday, June 25th, starting at 1 p.m. Okay, and where can people uh, sign up for this? Nottherapyshow.com. Nottherapyshow.com. Do that. The last uh, workshop was quite successful. Um, and uh, yeah, I'm actually capping attendance on this one because see, in Canada, you shouldn't say that because people are like, oh, I won't get in. I'll just let the spot go to yeah, someone every, else. Everyone's Eeyore. Um, yeah, but I I didn't. It, the the breakout sessions got a little big for some people, so I'm limiting it this time around. But there's still tickets available. Yeah, don't do uh, act now. Don't be discreet. Act now. Okay, nottherapyshow.com. And uh, she's also at Red Leanna K on Twitter. And that is her handle for her Twitch uh, broadcast, which happens Tuesdays at 6 p.m. Eastern. It's a stream. It's not a broadcast. All right. Um, and uh, where Leanna plays video games and gives very funny commentary as she goes. <laughs> it was It was extra. On Tuesday, I started Tears of the Kingdom. The Zelda game. Yeah, it 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 got very goofy. <laughs> so it's great fun. Check that out. Also, her videos on Leanna K on YouTube for a week, five if you're a patron, which you should be. Um, and uh, it's yeah, not therapy the, is available on all podcast platforms and the Sirius XM app. What are you gonna say? The patrons this week got an outtake from the latest It's Not Therapy, where we were talking. It was totally off topic, so I had to cut it. But we were talking about how Ren Fair smelled. It was really <laughs> funny. God. All right. And uh I'm heard uh Tuesday through Saturday, slash Wednesday through Sunday, um, on 949 The Rock, the all night show. A lot of call-ins, a lot of interaction. Uh, 94.9, uh, The Rock in the GTA, or The Rock.fm everywhere else. And that's it. Ready, Leanna? Ready. Do it. Bye-bye. Bye-bye. <laughs>